Hello and welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Wael Hattar, and with me today is Joseph Fahim, who is a film critic and film programmer. Hello, Joseph. Hi, how's everything? <laughs> um, thank you for coming on to our podcast. Um, we're going to be discussing today with, with, uh, with Joseph, um, who's had the chance to, to travel the world and work with many people globally as well as regionally when it comes to film and has a, an overall understanding of, of, of the market and the different genres and everything that's going on in our Arab cinema, as well as how, I guess, we're viewed internationally, too. So to start it off, would you give the audiences a little bit of, a, of an insight of how you fell into film criticism and, and even the programming? Um, film criticism and programming, they go hand in hand. I mean, it's uh, like these days, it's, uh, it's almost... Uh, national progression for a critic to become a programmer so uh, that's how it is and like film criticism film has been my passion I mean it's it's a very long story but to keep it short I, uh, I started writing about film uh, 12 years ago uh, I was the arts and culture editor of the Daily News Egypt then it was the uh, sort of the uh, equivalent of Daily Star in Lebanon it was the only English language uh, dependent English language daily in Egypt and I had a weekly column for seven years, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm a self-taught film critic, and I'm very proud of that, and uh, uh, film has been my passion from early on, and it's, uh, at a young age, you know, like, the, the when you cannot make movies, uh, you tend to write about movies, and that's what I did, and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you write about film, and then, like afterwards, in 2014, I was the um, I started programming extensively for I was the uh, director of programming of the Cannes Film Festival, and that afterwards that led me to do other things in different places in Europe and other places. So, um, yeah. And with a little change of scenery from the construction inside, we're now outside on this on a on one of the streets of Beirut in uh, Badaro. We're going to continue our conversation with Joseph. I had asked him about criticism in general in, uh, in, the, in the Arab world and how people take criticism of, of film writing. And here we go again. Like as I'm saying, criticism in the Arab world, it's, um, I don't think it exists from the first place. Um, you know, like, like for me, the function of criticism is uh, to steer a conversation. Um, and the best type of, of criticism is, or like the most in, in, like effectual type of criticism is that that reaches um, a general audience, not uh, not just uh, film aficionados, uh, which is the biggest target naturally for film criticism, um, but also like for for a more like broader and general audience. The criticism in the Arab world is primarily and almost exclusively consumed by is consumed by people in the industry, whether it's young filmmakers or established filmmakers or producers or, or, or so that's one problem so like I, I don't think it has any impact whatsoever especially like w when giving the uh, the readership rates in, in the Arab world it's it's also uh, it reflects how utterly disposable it is um, that's on on one hand but on the other like the type of writing itself is exceedingly ideological you'd find uh, lots of alliances are, are made and being and are quite obvious inside um, in, like the writings there's so much hassle there's so much drama when it comes to air film criticism and um, uh, a big part of it is, is petty bickering 
Uh, other part of it is, is uh, critics who just like simply want to be contrarian for the sake of being contrarians. Um, and in the midst of all of that, it, it, not only do you get uh, a sound opinion about whether this particular movie works or not, or for me, um, it, it doesn't promote like any. I mean, they, they, they hardly like promote any movies. They they hardly like in the service of the movies. So. Um, at the end, it's just like the, the, the effect and impact of, of, of criticism in the Arab world is null. I mean, like, like for me personally, my biggest gratification, um, not only to, like, uh, as I was mentioning, to stir a certain debate, but also like to promote movies, to, to promote uh, young filmmakers whom you believe in. And, um, and that's not happening. Um, so, yeah. Um, can, can filmmakers accept criticism? That's another part of the problem. Few filmmakers do. But again, because of, as I'm mentioning, the alliances, like the, how ideological it is. Uh, so filmmakers also, they, they don't, many of them, uh, more places than the others, also do not accept criticism as well. Some, they, they think they're, they're above criticism. And, and, and some would believe that they're, they're ready to accept criticism from uh, particular critics in the West, but um, but not, for instance, like like young critics in the Arab world who m may be good, uh, the, the few good ones, I mean. But um, so yeah, I mean, it's just like the the the, the whole um, the whole thing is I mean, like criticism-wise in the Arab world is, is in a, a very petty state. Oh, that's fair enough. And I guess a lot, a lot, at least from, from in the region, a lot of times when we do get anything, uh, uh, or at least opportunity for for us to to, to see more, to see and read more uh, about these films and stuff, are the film festivals that have been hopping around. Hello, internationally, you've had uh, a lot of these stable, acclaimed film festivals going, and uh, not so recently, but in the in the recent past, we've had more and more of those pop up in uh, in the Arab world. Hella and and to, to the ones that are coming up every every uh, every every couple of years as well, the ones that we've reviewed a lot, Hind and I, were the Dubai Film Festival, uh, as well as Abu Dhabi when it used to happen. We had mentioned the Gulf Film Festival for a bit, and we've we've traveled around for other international ones. Anna and myself have seen Beirut before in the past, but haven't had the chance to to go to any of the other Arab ones. Overall, um, can you give us your opinion a little bit on? I guess since you've been more involved in these over, over the years of, of which are the good ones, which are the bad ones, which ones do you think that have actually developed? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very wide topic. It's, uh, th that would take hours to discuss, to be honest. Okay, then we can, I guess, uh, take it down to uh, a basic question of which of the film festivals that have been around a little bit uh, have you seen that actually has evolved into something... Uh, more interesting or is still evolving and trying to get there up and coming festival star like, like listen like, like, like everything in the Arab world we suffer from a problem of consistency I've, I've, I've been professionally involved with some of these festivals so I I, um, I would not entirely like feel uh, comfortable just like talking about some of them just, just given my association with them but I, I, I can tell you this like listen I mean uh, the emergence of the Dubai Film Festival in the beginning of the Nadis and, uh, and Abu Dhabi and subsequently Qatar as well. I mean, they, they changed the, the, land, the, the Arab film landscape uh, radically, almost turned it over its head. Because for the first time, um, 
it gave like a larger uh, venues for filmmakers to screen their movies outside the two largest and biggest film festivals in then, which were Carthage and Cairo. And both were ailing. And both died and were resurrected. And one was successfully resurrected and the other failed again. And I think I cannot... I think the... I think it's obvious which one floundered and the other, uh, and the other uh, succeeded in um, in holding itself up again. But uh, so yeah, you know, like the 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 golf the golf festivals, they they I mean they made a big difference because they also like give very lavish grants to film, to filmmakers and um, for once filmmakers they did not find themselves uh, hostage uh, to co-productions or to um, you know, like local money or like like the demands to create strictly commercial projects, and the market widened. And they also uh, they both functioned, you know, like as, as as producers of sorts, and um, and alternative venues, and that created a, a lot of difference. Of course, you know what happened, and you know, like in the subsequent years, uh, Abu Dhabi closed down, Doha it evolved into a strictly industry forum, which is Kumra, which is doing great, and. This is the natural progression for it. Um, and I really cannot comment on Dubai. I think it's obvious what's happening with it. And, 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 then, and then we also have these kind of littler, smaller, uh, maybe kind of indie, even indie-esque type of film festivals that are popping around. Uh, some of them are just based on either documentaries or a specific genre, or even uh, if, if you want to, although the Guna one is, is different, but it's still such a, out of scope section that opening up in a little you know, Red, Red Sea Resort-esque type of film festival. So w- are these actually even if they're even if they're too young right now to be consistent to be, but are, are these creating any change in the film goers' reaction? Like listen, I, I mean uh, um, uh, every festival has its own audience, every festival uh, in every country doing something different. Um Elguna, for instance, is a, uh, it has a great potential to be a great industry platform, but not a f- film festival because uh, it's super expensive. I, I, I personally find it expensive for myself. I would not pay uh, accommodation and flight and everything if I'm doing it by myself to go see some of the movies they have. I think the the festival, to be completely blunt, doesn't have a concrete and imaginative uh, curatorial vision. Uh, but the industry platform, I mean, it's, it has lots of potential and it's great and I thoroughly enjoyed it myself because as a programmer, it, you know, like it, it's giving uh, a platform uh, for programmers and for producers to uh, uh, fish for new or hunt for new Arab movies and, and we did that. It's, it's very promising in that sense. It could be the next Qumra. Uh, it's exciting in that sense. But again, like it's also like the location of it. You're talking about audience and the location of it differs. So... Um, had this festival been created in, in, in Cairo, for instance, which is already stuffed with film festivals, but because of its, uh, you know, like it did have some hot titles, and it did definitely have some big stars, it could have been a huge success in Cairo and like a popular film festival in Cairo. But that's not the aim of Guna, which is the most expensive resort in, in, in Egypt. And 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 you know, like and this is a well-known fact that main audience for any film festival is middle class. That's not main audience of, of Guna. And then you have something like Maskun, which is, personally, it's my favorite Arab film festival because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very small festival done with 
like on a very shoestring budget with lots of passion and lots of determination and doing something completely different which is uh, genre movies and by genre I mean of course you know, like uh, genre theme movies which are horror, fantasy and thrillers and you know it's um, first of all like the movies are exciting uh, um, it's not it, it pushes the boundaries uh, or it pushes you know, like it, it, it's trying to challenge perceptions of, of uh, what constitute genre movies and, and what and what doesn't um, many of these movies were exceedingly political like the opening movie uh, of this year for instance the incident of Tariq Saleh which was uh, right now has been uh, Unofficially banned in Egypt after uh, it was uh, the European Film Panorama already announced that they just pulled it off yesterday, uh, and and given Beirut's location, I mean it's it's an exciting um, it's an exciting festival. I mean, like not just like for Beirut for the entire Arab world, and I hope like uh, it would turn into a franchise and be extended everywhere in the Arab world. The, the problem still with, is with, with the audience, which starts, which is thing that baffles me. Like I've, I've spent some considerable time in Beirut, and I really don't get what attracts people and, and what and what doesn't. The, the problem with Beirut, uh, probably more than anywhere in the Arab world, maybe it is in Dubai. I'm not sure. As well, uh, is there is too many film festivals. There is too many happenings. There are too many things and. Too many things get drowned, and, and that's the flip side of, of having too much of, of a one culture. thing. It's not too much culture. Like, listen, I mean, we're having an evolving culture. Like, the, the one thing, like as I'm saying, like as I said before, I've, I've been tracing and I've been like following the uh, the Arab film culture and the Arab film scene um, before um, before I started uh, even like writing. So, in like at least 15 years. Uh, now that I've been following what's happening in, in the, the Arab culture field, and there has been a, a major evolution and a revolution um, over like the course of of the past 15 years or so, there is a greater consumption of of, of, of everything that's culture. You have now art house theaters in in Tunisia and in, in Morocco and. You have some alternative venues in, in Amman. You guys have lots of things in Dubai. Uh, it's happening all over the place. We, we didn't have that like 15 years ago. Um, and, and there is a growing audience for it. And, and, and for me, it's also like exciting that there is, is, is a growing audience for, for Arab movies um, and for Arab culture. It, like it fluctuates, of course, and from one city to another and, and from one work to another and from one festival and happening to another. But at least something is growing. Um, but having too much again of, of one thing like um, it, it can be uh, it can be too excessive and I, 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 and I don't think again m my perception with Beirut for instance um, is uh, there is way too many events for the audience here um, you know like some of the, some of the events I attend are you know, like are packed and some others are completely empty and you go figure I, I really don't know in Cairo, maybe because things are much more concise, and because we don't have like that many events, like that's one thing. And two, you know, like the, the, the culture has, has been uh, hit big time after 2013. You know, uh, after June 30th. Um, so you know, like the the, the foreign funding law uh, really almost like killed the culture because many of the, of the organizations that were relying on foreign money to fund their culture events are no longer there. And they they can, they can no longer use this money. So uh, the culture the culture scene suffered big time. So 
you, you don't have that, that many options that, that, that you did uh, in the short period after the revolution and before it. I mean, you know, like the, the uh, for me at least, the, the culture scene in, in Egypt right now is, uh, is a pale, uh, pale com- like a pale shadow of, uh, of what, what it once was before the revolution. Uh, how, however, but, but you know, like, but cinema is is the one thing that is is easier to organize, it's easier to do, um, and that's why all cinematic events in Cairo are still exceedingly popular. Same thing in Tunis, same thing in, in lots of other places. And uh, and now moving from from the festivals to the actual films, Hali, you've seen a lot of them. Any any newer either f- either like cinematographers or directors or writers that are coming from the region that you're excited to to look out for or have created something that is that is good and you expect something better to keep coming out of them. Again, like too too big of a topic. Um, I too many names. The, and the thing is. Um, th- there are lots and lots of of, uh, of not just directors but but um, producers as well that are doing not no sorry not producers just filmmakers because we don't have lots of producers in here. Uh, but um, I, I think that the, the major problem that we have, as I said, is, cons- is uh, two, two things actually. One thing is consistency because one filmmaker does one movie that is well acclaimed and well received and then the next one is usually not so good uh, that's one problem consistency and then second is, is topics themselves so even some of, some of the really good movies of the past few years that were really good um, um, they still revolve around the same topics I mean like in the Arab world we still like have like almost like four or three or Unchanged themes, so we like revolution slash wars, uh, and then uh, objectification and, and subjection of women, and slash uh, you know, like women's issues, and uh, poverty porn stuff, <laughs> and uh, so all quote unquote artsy, deep, heavy, intellectual wannabe films. It's not until even like an intellectually engaging. I mean, it's as I'm saying, it's it's the same topics that, that the West is expecting to see and that the filmmakers would would make uh, to get exposure in the West. I mean, like you, you don't. I mean, like hardly like any genre movies that came out of the Arab world. I mean, of course there haven't been many from the first place, but even you would not expect, you know, like a comedy or or uh, or a thriller to go places simply because. They don't expect you to create uh, genre movies in the Arab world. And I give you like a prime example. I mean, like uh, this year, the Fantastic Fest, they they did a, a uh, retrospective for Arab genre movies, which I, I helped with a little bit. And and, and one of the movies that I I, I was super excited, uh, two movies I was super excited to have, and I it was a big gamble. Was one was Anyab Mohammed Shibl, who's like this cult figure uh, in Egypt. His uh, horror film director did like three or four movies and this one is, uh, is is sort of the equivalent of the Rocky Horror Picture Show from the 80s with uh, Muhammad Adaway the Egyptian singer playing a vampire and I mean it's 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 pure camp it's hilarious it's absolutely brilliant uh, and people were going gaga over it in Austin uh, same thing with and this uh, with Marwan Hamid Al Asliin which is you know, like a movie that everybody thought is purely commercial um and uh, that there is no way it's going to get should get exposure outside Egypt, and 
It was also one of the most talked about movies, uh, most buzzed about in Austin. IndieWire wrote about it that uh, it was the best and strangest comedy that they saw in the festival. So, you know, like it's... The, the problem is twofold. Is the, uh, so many of the, the filmmakers are not challenging themselves and they're not trying to push envelopes. And one, that not many uh, festivals or programmers are, they want to like take something different. But I think it's changing. I mean, I am a programmer and I, I, I program in Europe and I can see this is changing bit by bit. So now I, I honestly think that programming-wise, things are going to change in the next few years and the, the ball now is going to fall in the courts of filmmakers and producers to create something different but again if, if we want to talk about like many filmmakers there are many I mean I'm, 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 I've always I'm, again to be completely blunt I, I was very skeptic of, of Anne-Marie Jesser's uh, movies I, I, I wasn't a, f- a fan at all of her first movies but uh, Wajib her third feature with uh, Mohammed and Salah Becker is absolutely phenomenal it's absolutely brilliant one of the best Arab movies of the year um, and uh, you know, with, with with brilliant performances by the, the star father and son, and uh, and now I'm really excited to see and and Mary Jesser's newer movies that that got me excited for. You have somebody like um, you have uh, Mary Men Mary, who's you know, like a, I think one of the most accomplished filmmakers, uh, experimental and. Uh, the stuff that she does are completely outside the box uh, um, she takes on habitual topics and, and, and do them in exceedingly inventive and challenging ways and her movies always are among my favorites uh, like of any year you have um, uh, I'm, I'm you know, like you have somebody like uh, Hala Lutfi who's, uh, who's also a dear friend and whose first movie is Khuruq uh, Nahar is one of the best Arab movies uh, of, of the century and who has was preparing a new movie that is going to be great I'm, I'm pretty sure you have I mean there's various filmmakers from the region you have Kausar Bin Hanaya who uh, who is, I think is also one of our best filmmakers but who might want to try to pick up a different topic for her next movie um I'm not necessarily asking for a, for a list of, of the ones that kind of you're like we're just kind of figure out what's what's kind of popping up here and there. But in in all of the ones you've been mentioned, they're all um, kind of directors. But do you think? And, and I know that a lot of the funding that they get is international, and they they end up working with editors and, and sound guys and cinematographers that are foreign, um, which is which is which is somewhat unfair to the to the to the growing um, amount of, of people working in the film industry in the Arab world. But is it because our, that the film crews aren't as accomplished as these auteurs, or is it just bad luck or bad situation that we weren't that we weren't aware of of these set designers and these colorists and all of these guys? No, no, th- that's a grave misperce- misperception, actually. Because I mean, technically, there is nothing wrong with these movies. I mean, technically, we had a, m- a major leap. Most of, of the the crews of these movies are Arabs. Uh, very good technicians. Uh, producers are also very sympathetic. Editors, they basically do and give feedback to what the filmmakers do. I mean, the problem is not with the editors or the cinematographers or, or the crews. I mean, the crews, are, as I'm said, are, are, are quite accomplished in, in lots of places. The problem is with the funders, strictly with the funders, who, uh, um, I mean, like, I, I filled in funds for, for friends when I, uh, I, I, I did, you know, like, some work as a creative consultant. And, and, um, 
and you know like essentially you know, like funders they, they, they look for different things and, and each fund they look for a different thing and, and you try to cater um, at least your proposal to fit in that fund in order to get the money uh, but they're not I mean like listen I mean there is this is I mean this is this is strictly Europe now and, and I mean like and that's why I mean like look at France for instance I mean like uh, an example I always uh, mention is the the Clerc-Simon's documentary Le Concours which is about the the most famous uh, French film school the Femis and it's it's about like uh, I mean like the, the application forms and, and the auditions and stuff and it's absolutely revealing and uh, and quite disheartening because uh, it really shows uh, first of all like the the many prejudices that these um, gatekeepers have who are strictly white mostly men and um and yeah, and 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 they're, they're, they, it's it's not about um, giving you the space to fulfill your vision. Uh, it's about they, they expect uh, a certain model, and they expect the filmmakers to uh, fit certain profiles, and essentially fill in applications um, uh, subsequently, uh, and 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 work within the system, and not uh, not break it or not like. Uh, Revolution, revolutionize it, or like knew that. So as I'm saying, the, the the problem is is many of the funders and they have an idea of what makes a good movie and what doesn't. And I mean, I can give you many examples of of great movies that um, were rejected at first. I mean, Embrace of the Serpent, in like the the the, the brilliant Colombian uh, uh, can winner that went on to be to be nominated for the Oscar. Uh, I mean, I, I know some funds in, in Norway that rejected it. I, 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 I can tell you like, uh, lots and lots and lots of examples about that. And, and that is the main problem. At, at the same time, to be honest, I, I don't think it's... I mean, you have to work around it and, and that's it. There's, this, is, this is a problem that you, you cannot solve. I mean, I, I was... A few weeks ago, I was watching uh, an old... Uh, uh, Sorry, I was reading a text by um, on uh, on Dreyer when he was trying to f to fund or debt one of the greatest movies of all time, and that was, I think, in the 40s or something. And the Dutch film fund they, they would not give him all the money because they think that they thought the script was incomplete or whatever, or you know, like they didn't like the script that much. And yeah, and he had to work around like these financial limitations. I mean, this is was in the 40s, so I don't expect like eight years later for things to change. At least on, on, the, on the bright side is that we are having um, a few Arab-based funds pop up where before we were only uh, reliant on European money, but now no matter how, how different levels of it, at least there's something there that is supporting bits and pieces of the stuff coming out, whether it's good or bad, at least it's some sort of movement. And which I guess in, in that sense and things like Kickstarter and those self-funding things where where some of the younger uh, filmmakers um, can create really off uh, films, wh whether it's completely genre-esque or even illegal in the sense of it, the queerness that it, that it has or the uh, uh, political sexual ambivalence that, that it wants to create. So maybe in, in that sense, um, there is some sort of flow. So in a few years, we might have our own supportive platform for bigger and better films. At least when you compare it to Beirut versus a few years ago, a lot more funds have been popping up to support uh, these ones. 
Honestly, like I wish things were as clear as that because things are not. I mean, first of all, you have the problem. I mean, like those like gay theme movies you're talking about. I mean, this is simply the censorship. They think that these topics are okay, but there is so many other taboos. I mean, what's happening now in the Arab, not just like in Beirut and Egypt, but like across the Arab world, is is a the type of censorship that I I did not see in my lifetime. It's it's the worst time for for creation right now in the Arab world. Um, and I mean, I can give you like so many examples of, of movies that, that were uh, in Beirut and in Egypt and many other places uh, that were censored or prevented or 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 or, or. Um, and with funds, you know, like there is no, there is not enough funds. I mean, and there is also because it is the Arab world, we don't know what's happening with the funds. I mean, like nothing is consistent. I mean, you had Abu Dhabi who is giving these very lavish monetary awards, and they had like Sanad, and then you know, like overnight it was terminated and. I mean, like, I mean, let's be frank. People in the industry, they, they know some of the reasons why it was terminated. But like for the general audience, nobody had any idea. It was just, you know, like, no, oh, hey, the festival doesn't exist anymore, for no no concrete reasons. Um, Dubai, they you know, like all the lavish monetary awards that they have, they cut it down big time. Um, um, it's a good thing that something like Iguna is coming up and and offering. Um, grants and I think this is this is a very good thing that's why like uh, again as industry platform I think it's very healthy and then you have a fuck and you don't have don't have a lot actually so you like you cannot sustain it that now no, I'm not saying we have a lot but at least it's something that people can look look for look forward to trying to get something even something as small as I'm not 100% sure that's the right name but the uh, the Red Sea Fund, the one that Jordan doing and supporting with all the workshops and, and uh, for the editors and writings, and that's where that's that's where Deeb came out of. So, and, and that came out of the blue, a Jordanian film that was actually well produced and well done, not from a strong uh, film background, but of course the, the guy was studying out and coming back in. But that funding and support did happen, and and some of it was from Abu Dhabi and Qatar as well no, but, but like I mean Deep came out because you know, like Nejab Benawar has very strong connections to the UK and I mean he was in many uh, venues he was seen as a as a like British filmmaker um, and uh, I mean like Deep is, is very specific case because I, I, I know Deep was not supported by uh, by the Jewish Film Commission for instance so um no, honestly, I mean, like, listen, I mean, this this I can tell you. If you don't have co-production, if you don't rely on co-productions, there is no way you can make a movie. You can never, never, never make your movie uh, depending solely on local money, unless you're in Egypt. Because, you know, like, the, the market is different, the setup is different. I mean, it has, like, one of the biggest, the biggest market in the Arab world. And uh, you can, like, sell TV rights, you can do things, so, no. But, yeah, across the Arab world, it's almost impossible making making movies without co-production money. I mean, if it's anything, we actually like, need more money. We need more funds, and we need to have some kind of assurance that these things would be stabilized. I mean, look, look what's happening with Qatar, for instance. I mean, the whole thing that's the the, the feud that, that that that's like erupting between the Gulf state and Egypt and Qatar. I mean, Egyptian filmmakers can no longer have access to to the Doha film film money. So it's, it's, it's really messed up. It's a very messed up region. I mean, let's be frank as well. I guess we try we try to do as best we can with what we have. Uh, but now on that note, I want to to end our, our our conversation with with the festival of the program as you've been working it outside. And I know you're part of one uh, now. So if you could kind of explain the the that film festival in general, but also with all your knowledge and all your interactions, uh, what would you be 
uh, adding to that festival in terms of the, the, the Arab eye? What would I add? Like, what would you be able to, uh, or what, what have you been, been, been adding to being the Beans Arab and being a, a critic and someone who understands? How c- are you able to, 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 to do a lot? Are you able to support any, any of the Arab films? Uh, is this something that, that does help you share and spread? Or are you can stuck within something with a specific parameter? What I've added... And what I would add, I think it's for other people to judge, not me. But um, my work, like as a programming, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, programming is is a very challenging um, endeavor because it's not as fun as people think it is. Um, you end up watching the uh, Berlin Critics Week, which which I, I was involved with for two years. Um, it was probably it, w- it was excruciating because we were like watching movies from all over the world stuck for several months and most of these movies were horrible that's also when we realized that there is a major problem with how the global film system is working because most movies that get made are shit and you still cannot co- comprehend of why are these movies getting get made from the first place and who the hell watches them um, you know like uh, like every festival I work with it you know, like it was for me it was not about trying uh, to bring attention to myself or like to do something it's 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 simply it's it's a creative work programming is a very creative work um, so you know, like the Berlin Critics Week it, it was about creating an exciting program uh, creating movies that that, that that construct dialogue with one another uh, and also you know, like discovering movies that um, that may have been overlooked and, and try to um, um, you know like recast them in a different light and of course discovering new movies I mean you know, like the, the greatest joy for a programmer is to discover a new movie and to take a gamble on it and the gamble may, may pay off or, 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 or it may not and you know like I'm, I'm thankful that in, in, in most cases the, the new movies or the new voices that I gambled on paid off I mean up till now so um, for for Arab movies, it's always a challenge. I mean, I, I work with the Carlo Vera Film Festival. I was I'm the Arab uh, delegate, and it's you know, like before I I, I I got involved with Carlo Vera. I mean, it's it, it was it still is my favorite film festival. So I'm 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 also a fan as well, and it's uh, most intimate, most exciting film festival there is, um, and you know, it's it's also like a, I think a festival that is. Uh, you know, like um, would be a great platform for Arab movies, and it hasn't been utilized as such. And that's why, you know, like um, about like a week and a half ago, we we started a new initiative that I'm exceedingly proud of, and I'm very thankful to uh, Karel Ach, my, my boss and the artistic director of the Carlo Film Festival, uh, Carlo Carlo Film Festival, sorry, a Freudian slip, um, which is. Um, you know, like we opened in you know, like the, the east of west competition east of the west competition which is the uh, one of the biggest competitions one of the only three competitions in Carlo Vary and right now is the most exciting I think but one of the most exciting <laughs> it's um, it was strictly for uh, open for uh, central and eastern European movies and now it's open to the Arab world as well to Middle Eastern movies so like Turkey and Iran are included um, and also like same thing with the post-production funds uh, that's also open for um, Middle Eastern movies as well. So now, not only will uh, 
Middle Eastern filmmakers and Arab filmmakers will have like a new exciting venue, a global one to screen their movies, but also hopefully like for grants as well, for production grants. What, what, what I try to do or what I, my very limited role, um, not my very limited role, I mean my, my humble role uh, in, in the festival is simply to try to, um, again, be this, um, my connection, like the connection from this uh, crazy Czech festival to the rest of the, the Arab world. Um, and also, again, um, I want to see new movies. I want to see new exciting movies. I want to see them on the big screen in Carlo Veri. And uh, I want them to go places afterwards. And uh, that's my biggest ambition in the festival. Uh, but but again, like listen, I mean, this is this is the thing with Carlo Veri. I mean, like I also like consult and do other things for other festivals. But honestly, it's with with Arab movies, it's all about. Um, uh, I, I think one of the major problems with the Arab uh, the Arab world is we have um, a grave. We don't know how to do publicity quite well. We, we are we don't know how to do distribution quite well. We suffer from from great problems and and. What I try to do is help these filmmakers for their movies to have new venues and try to push them. But but you know, like m my role is is cannot go beyond these festivals. And I mean, also you know, like as many of my friends. I mean, this is what we all do. This is not just like me and my other programmer friends. We we recommend movies to each other. So like, uh, if I cannot accept a certain movie for for my festival for one reason or another, I, I usually like send it to another friend and. BFI or, or other places um, that they would uh, could review and um, or um, they could accept it and, and, and that's how it works I mean we're really passionate about what we do and we really try to be as open-minded and, 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 and embracing as much as possible to movies as I'm saying it's some years there are abundance of stuff there is exciting stuff some others there aren't and it's always it's always 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 a major challenge not not only like to find um you know, like accomplished movies, but simply um, movies that, that try to do something new aesthetically. And uh, in like the form, form is very important that nobody talks about it. Um, you find, I mean, thematically, most movies are popular. I mean, most, most movies are, are similar, but also like formally, there is, um, with all that, that, that has happened in terms of production in the Arab world, um, Form is still quite stagnant. I I I I, I think there, it's it's an issue that is really discussed and it's a very imperative issue. And um, there's something we should definitely concentrate on. And, and by the way, hence why this is important of Maskun, because it does show um, a way to create different types of movies in an affordable way and uh, and proving to be that hey, like they have a bigger audience. I mean, like for me, if I have like an advice to filmmaker right now trying to make movies, I'm like, go try to do a genre movie because everybody wants to see genre movies now and you can bypass issues of censorship. It's more creatively exciting and and that's what, like I, I like I honestly, like of all the festivals that are happening, as much as so, like some place like Guna is important for the industry, but for sheer inspiration of filmmakers, for sheer educational purpose I think for me Maskun is, is might be the most important right now and actually we're going to be uh, talking to Maskun next week so it's going to have the next episode be with them uh, but going on to what you had said about the festivals see there is a positive side to all of it uh, and, and people like you in your position who do understand the film can help select support and share and will uh, 
we'll definitely uh, have have a look at for for more stuff that do come out of these festivals. And hopefully, when I talk within the next couple of weeks with more of the people in, in the industry here, we'll get their look on on the audiences, especially with the Mescoon guys, as well as pr- production and funding from from the other ends. But like as I said earlier, I mean, we definitely had, in terms of production, we definitely have had an evolution over the past few years. I mean, at the same time, if, if you talk to producers, I mean, we had in Guna. Uh, a three-day conference with distributors and producers and the first day and a half was exceedingly miserable because there are like lots of challenges and I mean like it's it's also like a very difficult making uh, sustaining a living out of, like out of film these days uh, just like not to sound bleak no like I, I honestly there are great I mean like the reason why I, I do what I, I still do what I do is I believe there are very exciting talents out there uh, who simply need guidance um, and, and maybe hence the, the the very imperative role of the producers, which sadly we don't have a lot of. Um, but I think we have now technically filmmakers are more savvy than any time in history. We have um, the, the most exciting thing for me is there is a hunger for Arab movies. I mean, I, I, again, like as I'm saying, I. Uh, I mean, I have like friends from film festivals, some of the biggest film festivals, and everybody is exciting um, for um, to see Arab movies and to see exciting ones. Uh, you know, like uh, the the one thing um, you know, like I, I just like uh, as I'm saying, I, I, I want to stress on is I just want to see filmmakers challenging themselves because it's not strictly not just about the funding, it's not strictly about uh, funding an audience, not strictly about that. I think it it has to start with filmmakers. Uh, being authentic to themselves, being true to themselves, and also trying to create something aesthetically inventive um, to get you know, like to think and create outside the box. And the other major problem that we have is is education, 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 and education. And the good thing about film festivals that that we're having is there is now you can more than any time in history you can see movies from all over the world. You can learn from different experiences. There is still major deficiency in, in film education and film history, and, and I think nobody's working on that. But um, all in all, like as I'm saying, like I mean, I'm still excited. I still I still believe in this scene. I st- there are filmmakers. I I, I, I cannot wait to see the, the, their next movies. Um, there are filmmakers that have been creating exciting movies that I. I, I, I'm still in like the, the first in line to see whatever Hassan Salab is going to do. Has been the guy has been making movies for so many years, um, and yeah, same thing with Ahmad Abdullah, for instance, who uh, is you know, like is, is working now on his like fifth feature, and, and he's, he's doing something exciting every time. Not necessarily consistent, not necessarily great, but something different as as well. All right, thank you so much for talking to us, everyone. Uh, that was an interview with uh, Joseph Fahim. Uh, follow Joseph on Twitter, uh, Joseph Fahim, which is at J O S E P H F A H I M. You can find links to, to his writings and his critiques, and you can go on to the Carlo Viveri uh, website, which we talked about um, the uh, the Czech Film uh, Festival, which is K V I F F dot com. Uh, and you can probably catch up on, on some of the, uh, the newer Arab films that are coming out and that are exciting. With that, you can find Tea with Culture on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So please uh, subscribe, rate us, and when you can, leave any comments. We'd love to hear from you. And we're also on Twitter at Tea with Culture. Goodbye. <laughs>